Welcome to Messy in the Middle, the podcast. We are two realtors from two different coasts working to improve and grow. We believe you deserve to have a thriving business and live a balanced life. Your journey from ideas to implementation starts now. Well, hi, everybody. I'm Ed. Hi, Ed. I'm Jeffy. And we're two realtors from two different coasts working to improve and grow. And we believe that you deserve a thriving business and live a balanced life. Your, your, <laughs> your journey from ideas to implementation starts now. And as you can tell, this is a live broadcast. So good morning, Jeffy. <laughs> good morning, Ed. And I have to um, say that I'm West Coast and Ed is East Coast. And so I got up this morning at 6 to <laughs> be ready for a 7 a.m. podcast on my side. On a Saturday morning, which on I'm super morning. impressed. I'm super yeah, impressed you, that... Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> do realtors ever get a day off? That's what I'm wondering. I think when we're dead, we get a day off. I, I think Although, that's kind of the way... I think the way that's the way it works. <laughs> Although, okay, now hang on. <laughs> we are not teaching what we want to teach here. So we're going to talk about taking time off, right? That's exactly right. And that's the name of this episode, which is uh, for those of you old enough to remember the Go-Go's, which given our audience is probably everybody, uh, <laughs> vacations, <laughs> vacations, all I ever wanted. <laughs> I'm going to spare you me singing that song really quick. I would, you know, I'd you love to hear to that, but scared. maybe off broadcast. So, <laughs> uh, so, so vacations, all I ever wanted. Jeffy and I are both coincidentally coming off a couple of uh, epic vacations, and That's true. Um, and and I think that you know, realtors, we don't take enough time off. We tend to work mm-hmm. around the clock. That's kind of the natural way. You know, the fear of loss that you might be missing out on something, and actually. That's a mistake, in in our opinion, that you need to kind of have some time to decompress and to think. And I found, and I think, Jeff, you would agree, sometimes the answers come from that. I would totally concur. And it's it's really talking to our audience about how to completely detach so that you can have that and what that looks like. Absolutely. So it's funny, we didn't plan it, but our vacations lined up at at the same time. And they were both involved complete detachment. Let me repeat that. Complete detachment from the office and the workflow, which was a new thing for me. And I don't know, Jeffy, was that a new thing for you? No, I've been dialing this in for a long time, but it's never been as smooth as this one was. So I think that's part of what I really want to talk about today. Well, great. Well, let's dive in. So first of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about where you went and then how you detached. Okay. And then maybe we'll play around with, uh, you know, some of the, some of the things that you discovered from that detachment. Okay. So I had two trips that were very close together, actually three weeks apart, which was extremely stressful for me as a realtor who's doing a substantial amount of business. And I say that just because I think that a lot of times agents who do a lot of business really feel that they can't leave. And I know we're talking to the whole audience, whether you're doing one deal a year or a hundred deals a year, there is a space for you to leave and have time to have your brain 
reignited. So my first one was my daughter's wedding. My oldest daughter got married and I was gone for a week. And my biggest priority with that was to be 100% detached so that I wouldn't have to be solving problems or getting in the middle of things while I was gone. And I absolutely did zero work. Zero. Z-E-R-O. Zero. And I think so too. And what's amazing about that is that there's a lot of prep work and you and I can go into that as well to get ready to do that. It's not like something you just pack your bag and walk out and fly out of San Diego, but having a team that has your back, that has systems in place so that you can detach is how you make it happen. So I think that the the systems part of it is super important to discuss, but also um, I don't know if you've listened to our podcast, Jeffy's Got a Burner, but that piece of this puzzle changed everything for me because I, when I was checking my phone, because Jordy would be calling me and saying, Hey, meet me here or do this. I wasn't looking at my work phone and getting caught into the abyss of work stuff. I was looking at my own personal phone. So all that's on there is phone. <laughs> There's right. nothing else on there. <laughs> yeah. And if, and if y'all haven't listened to that yet, we'll have a show link um, at the bottom of this so that you can go back and listen to it. And that's, that's a really important technique that Jeffy's honed in on. And I think you'll all get a great, um, great insight into that. What, what yeah. I'm kind of interested in is maybe, you know, in future episodes, we can dive into more of the mechanics, but what were some of the insights that you got from that complete detachment? Well, with our jobs, as you know, it's this, you know, your eyeballs pop open and you're checking emails and doing things. And you're in the middle of an escrow, the beginning of an escrow, the end of an escrow, you're showing buyers, you're, you know, we have, we wear so many hats that my brain was exhausted. And so what I decided to do was give myself a question. Is that what you're asking me about? My questions? Yeah. Just kind of like, you know, more like, so at the wedding, so you gave your sp- yourself the space and the and the uh, time to be completely detached. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, with that space, what what were did you have any observations that, that, sure. that came okay. up? And I and I can I give understand. you an example from my side if this is a little more difficult than you than you're thinking. Well, I, I understand. I'd love to hear your example too. But um, yeah, I I think you know you have I have a kid and I gave birth to this kid. And now this kid is joining lives with someone else. And here I am watching this unfold with absolutely zero interruptions, with absolutely zero thought of a client's plumbing issues or their roof leaking or they've lost their cat. Like I just, I didn't think about those things ever during that time. And so to be able to watch Jordy and Noah join their lives together and be in that moment with them is priceless for me because yeah. past Jeffy would have been like, Oh, I just should check my email really quick. I should, you know, check in on so-and-so. And I didn't do that. And so you gave yourself the gift of the space to enjoy mm-hmm. one of, you know, life's most significant moments. I mean, it's, it's right up there. And, uh, and that Absolutely. is a gift that you gave yourself and you had the infrastructure and the team in place and you developed tools to be able to allow you to have that. Yeah. And, and, and we'll, you know, we'll, uh, dive into in subsequent episodes into those tools. Cause I think it's really important for 
for people like us who are trying to figure this out and grow, mm-hmm. but do it in a way to where we can have a balanced life. Um, sure. So that that's super, super cool. If I was listening to this podcast, I would definitely want to know just a general outline of what the tools were. So I'm just going to give three bullets. Do it. Number one, you have to let every one of your clients know that you're leaving and when you'll be home and who their point of contact is. That's number one, because you don't want them calling your phone and freaking out that you're not there, even though all your systems are in place. So there's one. Number two is having a very comprehensive meeting with your team to make sure that they understand exactly what you're leaving behind for them. And with my team, we actually meet two times a week uh, for at least three hours. And then on the week before I'm leaving, we meet every day so that they're part of what unfolds. And then number number three is having all the information that you need in your in your team's phones. So they have all their phone numbers, their names, their email addresses. Everything is in that space because most people communicate via text and phone. And so to have all that in there just makes it so smooth. So those are three things. I mean, there's so many more, but I, I think that if I was listening, I'd really want those nuggets. Yeah, no, I, I thank you for sharing that. And um, I think on my side, and, and again, through being exposed to some of these tools through through Jeffy, I've, I've put that in place too. So I think, I don't know if our guests know this yet or not, but you know, I've, I've formed my team. I had an assistant pre-COVID and then during COVID she had to take another position. So I lost her. I got that assistant replaced first quarter of this year of 2021 and then brought on a buyer specialist about six weeks ago. So right before, literally right before I went on vacation, which was a really interesting timing. You uh, left out. <laughs> oh yeah, I hired her. I hired a unicorn. She's she's doing great. Um, but all these things have, you know, it's like just been coming together and you know in rapid rapid fashion. And one of the things I learned from Jeffy was doing a twice a week meeting. So we do that mm-hmm. as well. We meet twice mm-hmm. a week. We roll through the entire pipeline. We use Trello as a tool to uh, yep. to review that with all the yep. steps. And uh, that has made a huge difference and allowed me to step away. And then we had like the daily meetings right before walking up before before I headed out of my trip. So might talk about mine a little bit if that if, and some of the insight there. So I too had two vacations back to back, separated by like two weeks. So we had the same model. And that the first crazy. one was my wife Lynn and I were out in Canyonlands in the Utah desert, as remote as you can be in that area, which is a very remote uh, national park. So we were on a mountain biking adventure in an area called the Maze. And there are only about 500 people a year that go into that area and do what we did. It's pretty So there's amazing. nobody there. There's yeah. nobody there. And, you know, we were supported. We were on a tour, uh, you know, with, that had this, you know, completely badass truck that could you know, navigate this area. And it, and it was, you know, challenging on a lot of different levels and really got people out of their comfort zone. Right. um, Which I love. So, you know, no contact with the office, completely unplugged. um, Not even if you wanted to, there was no cell service. No cell service. Yeah. You're, you are off the grid and there's nobody out there. Like, you know, it's, it's crazy. And for me, you know, to be, you know, I just recharge when I'm out in nature and when I'm pushing myself like that. 
you know, literally sleeping under the stars, no tent, two nights, because we could do that. And watching the shooting stars, you know, you know, seeing sunrise in the morning, you know, and just complete nature and isolation, incredibly restorative. Yes. So, so one of my takeaways, and it relate it, it relates to um, our business, is that and there were so there were on this tour there were a total of seven guests. Yep. So there were seven of us, and no, you know, Lynn and I knew each other obviously, but those but that was it. So. <laughs> <laughs> we got to know each other even more on this trip. But um, so you meet people and I love that, you know, you just kind of come together and you're, they're, they're, you're living with them shoulder to shoulder nonstop for a week and then you depart. Yeah. And it's, it's just a great way to meet people, really interesting folks. And so what I noticed on this trip is that people really struggle to live in the moment, to truly mm. live in the moment. Mm-hmm. They want to know what's coming next. What if there's a storm coming? What what are the what's the terrain coming up? How you know all these things are just pinging in their minds, and mm-hmm. I struggle with that too. I could feel myself drift into that, but I've had enough outdoor adventure experience to where I was like, no, just pull to the moment. You know, you are here now. Right, and so that was really interesting. And, and what I saw is that when when people don't live, they start to not live in the moment. They lose their confidence. Mm-hmm. They start worrying about things that are way down the line and outside of right. their control. So, so a great example of this: one of the women on the trip, she was actually a really good mountain biker, but she didn't have a lot of outdoor experience. And yeah. we had a day where it was a short mountain bike ride, but through really, really heavy sand. And the guide said, you know, it's going to be, we're going downhill through this, you'll be fine, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be a struggle coming back. So he kind of set that, set that tone. And then we did a massive hike down to the Colorado river. So, you know, 1500 feet, you know, vertical going down, spent the day at the Colorado river, 1500 feet back up. So that, that takes it out of you. That's a big day, hot. So, you know, you're rolling through water. And she was freaking out about that three-mile bike ride and the anticipation of that all the way back. Mm-hmm. And I knew she was strong enough to do it. It was, you know, yeah. but 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 the guide had set this expectation of it's going to be hard, and she was worrying about it. And you know, I I said, well, you know, I was a scout leader. I used to tell my scouts, you know, whether you believe you can do something or you can't, you're right. I just kind of threw that out there and I could see her chewing on it. Right. And uh, then she was like, okay, I can do this. And we got got connected in the moment and she crushed it, you know, just totally did a great ride through the sand. It wasn't that bad. So I was like, well, that's kind of a lot of the things in our business. You know, we worry about where's my next deal coming from, Sure. You know, what's going to, you know, can I find a house for this buyer? You know, oh my gosh, are we going to have to have a price reduction discussion? You know, all that stuff. It's like, hey, just be in the moment and do your job. Yeah. Here, I have an exercise for us and for everybody okay. listening. Yeah. Give me one example in your business of when you weren't living in the moment in your business and it didn't benefit you. I'm going to think, do you have one in mind? And then I might ponder mine. Yeah. I think that I definitely have when, when I've been with clients and I have a 
whole bunch of other stuff going on. So I've got a closing that day. I need to call the client and let them know we've recorded or I've got paperwork that needs to get into another agent for counter offers that are out. And I'm in the car driving and, and showing property. When I'm not living in the moment with that client because I'm thinking about everything else, I'm missing cues from that client. I'm missing, oh, well, this would be a much better neighborhood or they didn't really like this or they loved this. And so what it does is it actually extends the amount of time that I spend showing a client. And this is just one example, showing that client property because I wasn't cued in enough in that moment to take care of them. And that's where, you know, having your systems in place or an assistant or a business partner or whoever can be handling those other things. So I would say that's a big one for me. That's, that's very good. I, one popped in my head um, when you brought this up, which, so I go to all my closings, um, except for COVID, you know, that knocked it out. I had, I think I'd missed one closing in 19 years, you know, and then, COVID, we didn't go to any of them, obviously. Right. And now that, you know, you know, we use attorney, you know, it's, North Carolina is an attorney state, so it's different. Right. So so I said, yeah, I'm going to start, you know, going again because uh, I think it's important. And what I noticed is that the temptation at the closing table to look at your phone. Oh, and like, yeah. And it's like, don't do that. You know, uh-huh. it's like, it's just another transaction we're finishing up for us. Like, it's a big moment for our clients, right? Huge moment. Huge moment. And it would be like, how would you feel if at, at the wedding, if like the officiant was checking his email while he was doing that, right? Because he, right. You know, or, you know, whoever, however that was done, right? You know, that's, that's just an example. It's like. It's, yeah, it's like, one. yeah, oh, yeah, I marry, you know, 60 mm-hmm. people a year. Right. <laughs> this is just yeah, another so deal. What, you know? What's going on here? <laughs> right. And you'll, and you'll, yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, I got a text. I got, you know, I mean, how would that make you feel? Right. And terrible. You watch it. You'll see agents do that. I mean, I've done that. Yeah. And I, a while back, I'm like, I'm not doing that. Right. You That's know. being in the moment. And, and what that moment. does too, and especially for us who work within the Buffini system, which is um, something that we talked about in our first episode, if you want to go back to that one, but this is, we work by referral and everything that we do for our clients is mostly in the nature of the humans that are part of Buffini. I, I would say that they're, they're good hearted, good, hardworking people who really care, but we get so caught up in oh, it's just a second. It's just a moment. It's just this. It's just that. But you're right. I mean, that was a great example of the officiant. And that's a really, really, really good one. Okay. So here's my next one, because you mentioned this, what you believe is what's going to happen. So do you have one for that in work? Oh yeah, I think so. Um, And it's recent is that, you know, and again, I'll be hit, I'll be starting my 20th year in residential, right? And the you know, in eight years in commercial, and it took mm-hmm. me that long to get a buyer specialist, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and I resisted that, yeah, for you know various reasons, you know, personality stuff, and the, you know, is it the right time? And then you know, set it as a goal, made that happen, and then you know, because I believed it could, wrote a very very specific job description, long, exactly what I was looking for. I read it, by the way. Oh, you did. 
Well, you sent it to me. Yeah, it was that's great. true. Yeah, that's true. I'm glad I you read my one, stuff. One suggestion. <laughs> you did. That's right. And I, and we'll talk about that one later. Okay. <laughs> so, he but, wanted um, to hire a pole dancer, and I said no. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> JK, just kidding. Next time. (laughs) (laughs) You kill me. But um, with intention, wrote that job description. Right. And you still get a lot of of chafe in there. But then, you know, Renee responded to it as like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And so, you know, we got that match. You know, and it was it was just a perfect match because it was you know I was like this is exactly what I'm looking for, and she's like this is what exactly what I want. And as Lynn said, she goes, "Did you guys meet on Bumble?" <laughs> I love Lynn. She's so funny. She's really That's funny. awesome. That's awesome. You have to be to live with me. So uh, I would so concur. I- <laughs> That's right. So that was mine. What's yours? That's good. Mine is more based around, well, I am such an optimist anyway, and I don't, I don't really know very many people that are as optimistic as I am. Maybe you, but I know. But what I normally do is that when, when I have something that unwinds in an escrow, well, just recently, let's use this one, as is purchase, multiple offers, I was representing the seller. We, I actually met the buyer's agent and the buyers at the property before we chose them because I wanted to walk the property with them and make sure that they understood that it was as is. So they'd read the inspections. They knew exactly what they were buying. Went through this whole thing. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We love it. You know, it's perfect. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, they're a little excited, but I think that that they wouldn't lie to me in my face and say something that, that wasn't true. Well, there's a, yes, they would. Anyway, so a couple weeks later, you know, we get a request for repairs. It's for $20,000 for upgrades, not repairs, upgrades. Not, so, not cool. N- no, I mean, I literally went, okay, can you find something in the report? buyer's agent that they could at least say that this was something they didn't know. No. So, okay. My point is, is you, whatever you believe will be the truth. So I believed that we could keep this thing together. And so in those moments, what I normally do is I spend a lot of time unwinding behind the scenes before I share things with the seller, because once that comes into the mix. And if their mindset starts going, we're never going to make this happen. This is terrible. So usually I do the, the, I believe we can. And then, and then present, here's where it was. (laughs) Here's where it is. What do you think about that? So maybe that's a little bit of magic making in the background, but I do believe that if you have a good attitude about that kind of stuff, it will, it will unfold in the proper way. Yeah. You, you, uh, you can't freak out. And, no. um, you know, I, I usually say, Hey, um, got a little bump in the road, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're going to get there. It's, you got it's a little, called Mount little, Everest. This bump is got, Mount Everest right now. It's Mount, but. It's Mount Everest, but you know, we'll, we'll get through it. <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think we had we had a similar thing yesterday. So uh, Renee closed uh, her first transaction from, uh, job, from showing all, all the way through, all on her That's own. Awesome. But we just had all this drama in the eleventh hour that was mm-hmm. kind of needless. Um, yeah. Didn't need to be that way. And because it's her first transaction, you know, those those scare you. But I'm like, mm-hmm. it's going to close. You know, it's not that bad. Like, we haven't done anything wrong. We're on firm ground. Mm-hmm. They're not going to walk. We just got to get through this. Yeah. And we got through it. But, you know, you've got to be that that cool head um, yes. and, call, and calm folks down. So, yeah. as, as you know, Lynn is, a, Lynn is an ICU. Uh, pediatric ICU nurse. And yep. she always always told me the mantra, you're not the one coding. So when you're in a, in an intensive care unit and the monitors are you know, like somebody's in a real tragic situation, life or death, literally, right? You can't cross the line. No, because it's not you. And the moment you do that, you can't serve your, your, your uh, patient in our yeah. case, clients in our case. Yeah. You know, Ed, we're getting to the end of our time frame here, and I want to make sure that we don't forget to come back to this because one of the greatest tools that we can have as realtors is we're not the one coding. And if we lead by that Lynn example and we we walk our walk during these, these escrows, clients, whatever. I mean, even though they're not an escrow, we're the calm leader. And do we really, can we check in with ourselves and make sure that we actually are that person? Great point. And I think that's where to kind of complete the circle, that's where taking the time off is really important because this is a, you know, it's not life or death, you know, so that's good. You know, it's not the ICU, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it feels like it. And it, it can get, and it gets really emotional. It's a, it's a highly emotional asset that we're working with. Yeah. And sometimes it brings, brings out the best in people. Sometimes it doesn't. And That's you gotta correct. be, and you gotta be the cool head. And that takes, you need to have the respites to be able to, to serve your clients that way. Sure. And, and in the same token, that you you also have to know that you're not so important that your clients are going to literally code if you go on vacation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone I, else can take care of them. <laughs> yeah. So I want to close this with one more story from the trip, and then we'll wrap it up because we are okay. getting there. Thank um, God. But I know it's early for you. So this trip we took it concluded where you, you know, we've been out in the wilderness for five days, you pop out onto a road, ride on it for, you know, on pavement for like three quarters of a mile. And then there's the the truck with lunch set up and then literally adjacent to this tiny little airstrip and an airplane's going to fly us out, like a, a seven, eight seater airplane. And for three days, everybody had been, I think before the trip, people were completely freaked out about that flight. That was like, yeah. I know Lynn was. She was like, oh my God, I'm so excited about this, but that flight's freaking me out. Yeah. You know, I would be that it's same out way. Of your, out of your comfort zone. And mm-hmm. I didn't show her that there was a sign. I wish I would have taken a picture of it, but it was like airport rating hazardous. <laughs> Use at your own risk. And I didn't point that out. Um, and That's I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, you're looking like short little runway. 
you know, like huge butte right in front of it. So the plane has to like take off and bank over the Colorado River to get out. Sounds terrifying. Everybody's freaked out. Like people were talking, like, I'm going to ride home four hours on the truck. I don't want to do this, blah, blah, blah. And um, it turned out the highlight for everyone. Everyone loved it. It was it was so cool because we got up in the air and then we flew over our route and we saw where we were. But it was like, yeah, if you would have lived in the moment and not thought about that, you know, it it wouldn't have been weighing on you. So cross those bridges when you get there. Yes, exactly. That's a really good one. I love that story. So with that, I think it's time to land this plane. And uh, (laughs) I would agree. You and I can talk. We can, we can, <laughs> but hopefully y'all are getting uh, something out of this again. You know, uh, Jeffy's in San Diego. I'm in uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. We bring different perspectives to things and we look forward to your feedback and can't wait to, to do the next episode with you. Yeah. Thanks, Ed. Bye everyone. Bye. See you next time. We hope you enjoyed the show gained insight into having a thriving business and living a balanced life. We also welcome any ideas you would like us to discuss in future shows. Don't forget to like and share. We'll see you next week.